Father, that you would speak to us now. In the name of Jesus, through the written words of the Bible, and by the living power of the Holy Spirit, who makes them light up in our minds and shows us Jesus. Do this work among us, we pray this morning. And even if we came to church this morning expecting nothing really from you, we pray that you would enter in and switch on the lights in our lives too. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please do be seated. And such a difference between the top of the league and the bottom of the league. Oh my. And I know that because my team's been down the bottom. You can guess what my team is a little bit later on. My team's been down the bottom of the league for a little while now. We're a bit higher this season, as I'll also mention soon. Who, who won the Premier League last season? Who won it? I know it probably pains a lot of people to say it. Who won it? Caroline Bunting, for example. Who won it? Oh, Mark. Mark. Mark Bunting, in fact. Who won it? Manchester City. Who do you support? Yeah, they could have won it, couldn't they? It was theirs to win, but they squandered it. There we are. You're right. Man City won the league. Have we got a picture of Man City winning the league? There they are. Ah, Man City. Right. Here's another question. Who came bottom of the Premier League last season? Anyone? Any? any who? Jimmy, who was it? No, it wasn't Everton. They survived by the skin of their teeth. Southampton. Yes, let's have a look at Southampton there. There they are. Can you see the difference in body language? <laughs> Man, Man City. Oh, yes! Southampton. Oh, terrible. Being at the bottom of the league. Oh, dear. And uh, such a difference. Uh, difference in all sorts of things. Uh, top of the league, bottom of the league. What about, what about the Christchurch Sig Cup Fantasy Football League? Uh, we've had a Christchurch Sig Cup Fantasy Football Premier League this season. If you'd like to be part of it next season, um, then, um, then do... Who's the person to talk to? Probably. Is it normally my son Samuel over there? Um, go and have a... If you, if you want to be in it, talk to him. Well, there's a difference between the top of the league and the bottom of the league. At the top of the league... Where's he gone? Richard Elvin. There he is at the back. Richard Elvin. He was top of the league. Although, it's got to be said that Richard Elvin, I think watches YouTube videos on how to do it best, and is a general all-round football know-it-all. But we had good performances as well from Lee Evans and from, um, from Allison and Conrad Summers and, uh, and others as well. I can't remember who were at the top there. Um, yeah, look, there's the Premier League table. Um, if we could do so there, the Fantasy Premier League. So, yeah, Richard Elvin was the winner. I'm now, go I'm now in a position, though, to announce the loser and to denounce them as a loser, and to declare publicly that they are a loser. Do you know what prize the loser gets in a competition? What's it called when you come last? Do any of the children know this? What do you win? You win a... What do you win? A what? No, a punishment. Yeah, you should do. You should do. But you don't. You actually do get a prize. What's the prize? Do you know what prize you get if you come last in something? The wooden spoon. You get a wooden spoon. So, um, so let's, let's see. We can now reveal who the winner of the wooden spoon is. Oh, well, you can't read the name on it there, can you? So perhaps I better show it to you. There it is. And it says, Christchurch Sig Cup Fantasy Football League 22 to 23, awarded to Tom Parsons. That's me. <laughs> so... Top of the league and bottom of the league. It's very different. And 
today, with it, by the way, if anyone wants to see this later on, as a, you know, this, this, is, this is about as good as it gets with me. I'm very proud of it. The difference between the top of the league and the bottom of the league, that's what we're talking about really today because we're talking about a story Jesus tells of two people who are, everybody thought, and they thought too, at the top and at the bottom of the league. A Pharisee who thought that he was at the top of God's league, the league of people who God was pleased with, and uh, everybody else thought that too. They thought, oh, you must be at the top of the league. You're the man city of religion. And then there was a tax collector Tax collectors were, um, were despised, everybody thought, because basically they always took too much money. And so they were, see, to, say, to say tax collector, you might as well just say con man. That was the kind, that was the, that was the connection. So you've got the Pharisee there, and you've got the thieving con man. Top of God's league? Surely. Bottom of God's league? Surely. Well, let's see. Let's see Jesus' story, because what we have here is a contrast between two men. So, yeah, children, if you'd like to come to the front, you can. Um, but I do need two of you in particular. Um, so I'm trusting you to stay quite still, all right? Do you think you can do that? I'm not saying you have to sit there like that. But uh, if you could just... Basically, I want you to concentrate. So I want you to listen, because it's important. Right, so let us have these two people. So first of all, you want the Pharisee, who was like the, um, he was like the, 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 the one who was absolutely at the top of the tree. Anna, come on. You can be the Pharisee. So both of them, the Pharisee and the tax collector, we'll pick the tax collector in a minute. Both of them come to the temple, which is like the, the place in Jerusalem where, where people came to pray. Now, the Pharisee walked straight into the temple and walked right up, pretty much, it seems, to the front and stood very proudly. So you're going to stand, you go up a step. I think you need to go up a step. You're going to stand very proudly, and you're praying, so you face that, you face that way. Imagine that was the way. So if I turn around, that's right. And uh, prayed like that. So very proudly. Let's get these shoulders up. No, not front of that up. That's it. Thank you very much. And prayed, bolt up like this. Very, very, very pleased with himself as this Pharisee, with herself. Right, so... Now we need a tax collector because we have these two men, you see, as a contrast. Who's going to be our tax collector? Williams, are you going to be our tax collector? Right, you need to come to the back because the tax collector was so nervous coming to the temple, he thought, I don't deserve to be here. I can't possibly come to the temple. And so, come on, Williams, come here. He stood right at the back and he, oh, yeah, I can't see, I can't see us on the video. Look, we've gone. Never mind. Never mind, the owl, our owl can't spot us there. Never mind. Williams, I tell you what, what you need to do, let's go a bit further forward here. Where are we on? Oh, look, there's my ball patch. Right, there we are. So, um, that's interesting. Why are you going like that? Because you're nervous. Yeah, well, I tell you what, you're right, because he was nervous too. The tax collector was ever so nervous coming to the temple. He thought, I'm not welcome here. And he stood at a distance... And do you know what he did? It says, it says he beat his breast. Oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> All right, you've still got the part. Okay, so he stood there, and, he, and, and so we've got two men. We've got a Pharisee. You stay, stay there, Williams, I'll be back. We've got a Pharisee and a tax collector. So two men, and look, we've got two postures. So the posture of the Pharisee is... The posture of the tax collector is. And then we've got two prayers. So we've got the prayer of the Pharisee. Now, the interesting thing about the prayer of the Pharisee is the Pharisee doesn't actually really pray 
apart from to say, basically, aren't I marvelous? Listen. In fact, he doesn't, he, he, he mentions God, but actually he mentions himself rather a lot more. Um, where, we, where we go? Here we are. So, Luke 18, verse, um, verse uh, 11. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, and adulterers, or, or even like this, this tax collector. Thank you that I'm not like them. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth all I get. You can see him in... He probably didn't actually go like that, but you can see him inside. That's what he's doing. He's going, aren't I marvelous, oh God? Oh God, you must be pleased that I'm here. Oh, what honor I bring to you, O oh Lord, being in this your temple. What, what wonderful man I am. O oh Lord, you must be so pleased to have me. That's basically what his prayer's about, isn't it? He says, I'm not like people. I'm not like that guy over there. I'm better than them. And then, so that was, that, was his, that was the Pharisee's prayer, and then we get the prayer of the tax collector. Now, the prayer of the tax collector was a bit different. The tax collector, instead of saying, aren't I marvellous, said, children, can any of you remember what he said? I bet Tony, can, can you remember what he said? Because you did the reading. What, did it, what, was the, what was the tax collector's prayer? God have mercy on me. God have mercy on me, a sinner. Exactly. That's exactly what he said. He said, God have mercy upon me. In other words, not, aren't I marvellous, reward me, but, oh dear, oh Lord, I need your mercy, I need your forgiveness, I, I, I have no claim, I have no right to be here, I have no right to be in your presence, have mercy on me. That's what you mean, isn't it, when you say have mercy on me. You mean, forgive me, give me Give me what I don't deserve. Don't give me what I do deserve. Give me what I don't deserve. Give me mercy. So that's right. So that, that was his prayer. Now, so okay, so we've got two men. We've got two postures. We've got two prayers. And we've also got two, well, there's two attitudes, aren't there? They've, but all of this is representing, in fact, we've got two attitudes. But then there were two outcomes as well. And the outcome is, of course, not what people expected. Because Jesus says, let me, take, let me get Jesus' words here. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it was the, tax it was the tax collector, not the Pharisee, who God answered, who went home, as Jesus said, justified before God. In other words, whose prayer was it that God heard and honoured. It wasn't this one. It wasn't the Pharisee. It was the... William's got your hand up. Who was it? It was the tax collector. Yes, it was the tax collector who came and asked for mercy. That was the one whose prayer God answered. Right. Blowing bubbles. Oh, look at that. There we are. Right. I'm also forever blowing up balloons. Or at least we will be now. Right, children, would you like to come to the front? Because I've got a couple of things that we need to do. Um, one of them is about, um, is about any of you, any, any of you any good at bursting bubbles? Anyone want to burst my bubbles? That's not how to burst a bubble. You need a bit more precision. That's right, it's finger poking. Right, so, can any of you blow up balloons? 
Have you got, have your, have your, are your lungs? Right, you want to catch, well, you don't, no, you're not to catch them, you're supposed to burst them, because what we're talking about is bursting balloons. We're oh, no, 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 I, I'm afraid this is a very, <laughs> this is a very, this is a weapon of great, um, great uh, potential damage. It's not a weapon, of course it is, it's a bubble gun. It's not a bubble gun, <laughs> get it. Right, so what we're going to do is take a balloon, take a balloon, stand in a line, arrange yourselves in a line, please. Take a balloon, take a balloon. Can you all blow balloons up? If any parents know their children are allergic to uh, latex, um, then, um, then please come and rescue them soon. Thank you very much. Otherwise, <laughs> we have doctors in the, in the place. Right, so take a balloon. It's, well, that's, that's what I'm worried about, is that I'm, not, I'm, I'm a bit worried that you might find it difficult to blow up. Some of you might be all right. Albert, do you want one? Tony, do you want one? Can you blow up a balloon? Right, now what, stand in a line. That's not a line. That's like a, that's like a sort of herd. Okay, some of, you, some of you can come that side. That's how you go, Albert. Right, oh, so I need one as well. So a line, that's not a line, that's a herd. A line along here, come on. Stand, so stand next to me like this. We'll stand in a straight line because we're all going to try and blow our balloons up. Come on, all in the line. That's right. Colin, uh, Kian, you come this side of me as well. Oh, that's good. Look, the balloons are blowing. Tony, Albert, come this side of me. That's right. This, well, that's sort of a line, isn't it? Right. I think you need to do some marching in the boys' brigade and get them all in line. Right, so, have we got any more? Anyone else need a balloon? Go on, Kevin can have a balloon as well. Right, Kevin, come on, get in line. Let's get, let's get ourselves. So what we're going to do, Williams, wow, that's amazing. So we're going to blow our balloons up, and the competition is to see whose balloon, because you know, we're not going to tie it, we're just... Williams, in line. <laughs> Thank you very much. What we're going to do is we're going to let... Well done, Williams has got the idea. So we're going to blow them up. Hold it for a bit. We're going to blow them up. We've got, someone needs to time us 30 seconds, um, so maybe Robin can time us 30 seconds. We're going to blow the balloons up as much as we can, and then when we say go, we're all going to let them go and see whose balloon goes the furthest, okay? So, Robin, tell us when to go. Ready, steady, go. No, 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 don't let, don't let go of them. This is the blowing the balloons up time, so you need to go and rescue them. Right, okay, so everyone, thank you, Robin. So everyone hold their balloons, and then on th I'm going to count to one, two, three, go, let go. One, two, three, go, let them go. Oh, oh it's too late. Right, one, two, three, let go. Wow, whose was that one that went all the way to Myrna? It was Tony's. Brilliant. Right, thank you very much. Children, you can sit down, because that was a very important exercise. Um, that's, you're excited. I think maybe go and sit down, back down with parents again. I can't remember whether I'm going to get you up or not. But just for the sake of pretty bubbles, let's blow a few more. Right. So, Williams, I oh, thank you very much. Bursting bubbles. Because that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about bursting bubbles. Because Jesus is very, very good at bursting bubbles. That is, bubbles um, that we blow within ourselves. Thank you, Sophie. You're just poking a little bubble there. The bubbles, our own hot air, our own Pharisee hot air. You know that Pharisee hot air that I mean, the kind of the, aren't I marvellous kind of hot air that goes on inside us. That's what Jesus does, and he's very, very good at bursting bubbles. So 
the question is that because Jesus told this story, let's just have a look at why Jesus told this story. It's always useful to know. Listen, it says at the introduction of the story, to some who are confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. In other words, there were people there in the crowd who were thinking to themselves, just like the Pharisee did, were thinking, well, I'm, 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 I'm better than them. I'm all right, actually. Pretty good, actually. I'm all right. I wonder if I'm like that. I wonder if you're like that. Do you, have you ever done a, just worth doing a test and think to yourself, have you ever thought to yourself, well, at least I'm not like them. At least I'm better than them. I bet you have. Well, I, I'm just talking about what I've, I, I'm like that. I was like, oh, dear, I'm better than them. It does go on inside us so much. And, um, and we... Or, uh, or, we, or we think to ourselves, we think, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm all right, actually. I'm pretty good. And uh, maybe we don't take it quite as far as the Pharisee. Jesus is sort of deliberately playing it up a bit with the Pharisee so that we go, oh, we'll come back to that in a minute. So that's the thing. And Jesus is trying, really, to burst our bubbles. You know, the hardest bubble to burst is it's very hard for us to see our own self-righteousness. And I say this to myself as well. It is very hard to see our own sense that, well, I'm all right, and I'm better than other people. We all find that very, very difficult. And that's why Jesus bursts the bubble. He bursts the bubble. And um, he, um, he, he basically, you say, why does he burst the bubble? Does he want to just make people feel lousy and to say, actually, you're not as good as you think you are? Well, that is actually true. We're not as good as we think we are. That is true. But he doesn't do it just because he wants to make us feel bad about that. He does it because he wants, us to, he wants to set us free. He wants us to have the same attitude, really, as the tax collector. The tax collector who comes and who says, Lord, have mercy on me. I don't deserve, I'm not a great person, I'm not, I haven't done lots of great things that in your sight that makes me, you know, that, that, that means I can earn your, your, your blessings and things. No, I, I need your forgiveness. That's how he wants us to come. Because the problem is, the Pharisee, that attitude of pride and aren't I wonderful, actually, it's like, well, have you ever tried, have you ever tried getting water into a bucket that's already full? Can't make God. He's already full, isn't he? But he's full of himself. He's full of the wrong stuff. And so actually, there's no space in him for God to pour in his blessings and his love and his grace because he's so full of himself. So that's really why, 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 why um, God wants to burst, uh, Jesus wants to burst the bubble is because he wants all of that self, I'm so wonderful, to be emptied out so that he can fill us with his own love. That's why he's doing it. Right, so... This is so clever. Jesus is so good at bursting bubbles. Because a lot of us are like, a lot of us, if you've been in church for years, you know this. I know this. So many times. So the, the Bible says so many times, um, God opposes the proud. Or the Lord will bring down human pride. Again and again, the Bible says it. Again and again, it says, God will lift up the humble. We know it. Or as, as, the, as it's put in 
the song of Mary. Do you remember? He scatters those who are proud in their inmost thoughts and lifts up the humble. We know it. And so we come to a story like this and we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> at least I'm not like the Pharisees. Whoops. <laughs> Do you see? Do you see Jesus' little trap? He's clever, isn't he? He bursts our bubbles. We come and we go, oh, yeah, I know this. I mean, at least I'm not like the Pharisee. I'm not. Whoops. You see, it's clever. This lesson, it goes so deep down. We need to realize that we must come to God always, not with a sense of entitlement, but with a sense of, oh, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then you might say, well, me, a sinner? Don't you have to have, you know, you need to do something at least that gets you a minimum of sort of five years in jail to count as a sinner. No, you don't. The Bible says we're all sinners because we, and the reason it says that is because it says we live in God's world, in God's bodies, with all God's breath that he gives us, but we, but we ignore him. We should shut him out. We just do our own thing as though he wasn't important. And, um, that's what the Bible calls our sin. We all do it. We build up, we puff up ourselves, and we, uh, and we forget him. And so that, that's, that's why the Bible says we're all, we're all sinners. So the tax collector, the thing about the tax collector, it's not that the tax collector, what, what Jesus is not saying is, you need to develop a really low self-esteem. <laughs> that's not what he's saying. There's a vast difference between a low self-esteem that says, I'm an absolute rotter, I'm a total scumbag, there's no hope for me. Actually, that's probably inverted pride, interestingly. No, the tax collector goes, I'm a sinner. Lord, you take me seriously. It matters to you that I've lived in your world as though you were not in charge, that I've lived in your world as though I made myself, as though, as though I can do whatever I like. Yeah, that, that, and Lord, that's a problem. You take me seriously, and that's a problem, and I need your forgiveness. That's not low self-esteem. That's just truth. It's just reality. And so when someone comes to God like that, when someone comes to Jesus like that, Jesus says, come. You're, that's exactly, that's exactly, he says, that's exactly why I died. I, he died on the cross so that all of our, um, all of our sin all the things that we have done, thought and said that are wrong and so on, he, it's like he takes them, he wears them himself and he takes the, the, the rap for them, the punishment for them, the pays the penalty for them so that, we, so, that he, so that we can be set free and so that he can welcome us and can pour out his mercy upon us. And so it's so important that we come to God like that and it's great because some of you may think Maybe you're, I don't know, you're, you're exploring all this, and deep down you think, I'm not good enough to be a Christian. I'm not good enough to come to Jesus. There's no hope for me. Well, praise the Lord, because there is. That's the whole point. That's why Jesus came. He came for people like you, who think, oh, I've got, I've got no place here. Jesus says, yes, you have. And that very attitude of, I, 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 sh I don't deserve it. I don't deserve you, Jesus. That very attitude is the thing that welcomes God's love right in through the front door of your life and says, I'm going to come in. So Jesus bursts these bubbles. He bursts these bubbles for a reason, which is so that we can learn how to receive his love, which is not through puffing ourselves up, through being 
like the Pharisee. But through coming to him in humility and in repentance is another Bible word for it, penitence, or there's lots of words for it, acknowledgement that we need his mercy and his forgiveness. So let's pray. And I'm going to especially pray that Jesus will be quietly, by his spirit, bursting our bubbles this morning, all of us, and the bubbles of pride and self-righteousness, and instead bringing us to see that his love comes when we come to him in humility and ask him for his mercy. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would show us today, burst our bubbles today, wherever those bubbles of pride and self-righteousness are ballooning within us, burst them. We pray that emptied of our own self-righteousness, on our own pride, we would instead be filled with your mercy and your love. Give us what we don't deserve. Give us mercy, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen.